Good morning. Welcome to New Life. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. We're glad you're here. My name is uh, Nate. I'm one of the pastors on staff, so thanks so much for worshiping with us. We want to welcome all of you who are worshiping online with us today. It's well out in North Platte, so thank you so much for choosing to worship with us. We are in the Lord's Prayer series. We're in week six, and so it's been a good series, right, church? Right on. Good stuff. Amen. Yes. And uh, so if, you, if you're new to New Life, this is your first time and you've missed, you can go to MindyLifeChurch.com and just go back into the uh, on-demand or the archive and just get caught up on what's going on. Today, today is week six, six of the Lord's Prayer. And so uh, can you do something for me? Can you close your eyes for me? Everybody close your eyes. You're going to see a disappearing act. I'm going to leave. No, I'm just kidding. I want you to imagine for a moment a three-legged race. You got it? Okay, you can open up your eyes. I don't know about you, but, you know, I grew up in a town, and I went to a farm school where they used to have, like, field day. Anybody in parents? I don't even know if they do that around this area. But, yeah, you know. So you, you know the stark difference between someone who wins a three-legged race and who loses a three-legged race. You know what I'm saying? You, you can picture the, those who lose, they are out of sync with each other, right? They're fum, fumbling over each other. One's probably laying down on the ground. The other one's like, come on, let's go, and they're trying to pull them. You know, right? And then th- th- those who are in sync together, they just kind of move like uh, just a space alien object. No, I'm just, I don't know. You know, they're just moving together in sync together. And sometimes, a lot of times, slower is better, right? But they're in sync. They're in sync together. Um, you know, maybe you've been to New Life and you didn't know when to, cla- when to clap. Are we clapping on one and three or two and four? You know what I'm saying? A lot of you think that I'm trying to be super spiritual by sitting in the front I'm not. I'm really sitting in the front so I can be in the same row as Pastor Jeff's wife, Kim, and I'm watching her so I know when to clap. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's one, two, three, and four. Yeah, all right, woo! But we've been around or been in a service where, (laughs) what are we clapping on? It's just disarray. It doesn't make sense. Or maybe more on a serious note, maybe you were born with an irregular heartbeat or you've experienced um, irregular heartbeat, and you, and you know what that does to your body. It, it limits you. It causes you to have shortness of breath. You, you, you feel tired. You can't just be who you normally would be. And, and that's, kind of, that's what we're talking about today in the Lord's Prayer. We're focusing on a vertical relationship with the Lord and acting out what, it, you know, as the grace and the mercy that he's shown us, we're going to give out. So there's going to be a vertical relationship and then a vertical, so yeah, vertical and horizontal relationship today where we're focusing on how to be in sync with the Lord. Amen? Every, all of us need to be in sync with the Lord. Okay, well, have you, besides being out of sync with a three-legged race, clapping, irregular heartbeat, any of you got a phone? I got this phone that will not, in the beginning, it would sync to Bluetooth. Now it does not want to sync to Bluetooth. It remembers something that I don't even know what it's synced to. But I can never get this phone to sync to anything that I want it to. Searching, searching, you know, just the wheel of death. It's like, come on, dude. Like, what are you supposed to do? So you Google it and you look in and then whatever. But it does not work. And I know that the creators of my phone did not design my phone to have the capability to connect to Bluetooth, but not actually have it work. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus didn't want to teach us how to pray so that we could pray okay prayers because just okay isn't okay in your prayer life and with your cell phone service provider. Man, you guys not watch TV? That's like AT&T, man. That's all those commercials. Nobody watching the final four? What in the world? Okay, AT&T, if you'd like to send me some money for my promo for you, hey. No, I'm But okay is just not okay, Right? Now you're tracking with me. You've seen the commercials. Okay is just not okay. 
See, Jesus is teaching us how to pray and be powerful and effective and to experience freedom and to see and experience life change. Amen? That's what Jesus is teaching through the Lord's Prayer. This is how he wants us, he wants us to be in sync with his Father. Jesus wants the best for you. Say, Jesus. Jesus wants the best for me. Oh, Pierre, like you really believe that? Come on. That is so weak. You would be terrible salesmen or women, saleswomen. Jesus wants the best for me. Jesus, yes, but he wants the best for me. You got to believe that. I am very optimistic. You must be very pessimistic type of people. You got to figure that out. Jesus wants the best. So that was not in my notes. That's free. So we'll just keep taking tallies. That's free stuff. But today we've got, and maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you don't really believe that Jesus wants the best for you. So you've got to sync up with God today and begin to let him do some work on your heart so that you can believe that and say that with conviction and say with boldness that Jesus wants the best for me. Amen? And so today, when we look at our, our scripture today, we're talking and we're looking at a vertical syncness with the Lord and then a horizontal in syncness with the Lord. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Are you ready for this? Have you ever been with somebody that maybe it was a, a boss or maybe it was a grandparent or maybe it was a parent and they told you something that was not a suggestion? You know what I'm saying? I used to mow lawns with my grandpa, and he would say, okay, Nate, we are going to mow straight lines. That's what we're going to do. You know how we're going to do that? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you. We're going to put that wheel two inches outside of the tall grass, and we're going to pick a mark, and we're going to walk straight towards that thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'd mow a line. Nate, that's not straight enough. And he would come back and say, that is, this is not a suggestion. I know you're, not, you're mowing my lawn, but the way that you would mow my lawn, I want you to mow the neighbor's lawn. You know what I'm saying? Just do it as if you were doing it unto the Lord. That was kind of the mentality. And today, Jesus is saying, this then is how you should pray. No suggestion. If you don't like it, tough. And sometimes when we read verses and read scripture, we go, well, that's a great idea. That's a suggestion. No, this is not a suggestion. This, then, is how you should pray. Because we all want the first part of the verse that we're going to see. When we get to the second part, we're all going to be like, peace out. Here we go. Forgive us the wrongs we've done as we forgive the wrongs that others have done to us. So where do we start in looking at verse 12? Let's start at the very first part. That, I think that's wise today. So in looking at the first part of verse 12, say, it starts with me. It starts with me. Man, is, are we like, what? One, two, three. It starts with, very good. Good job, class. Good job. It starts with me today. Before we get to the second part of the verse, we got to look at ourselves and go, it starts with me. It starts with me. So Jesus says, pray, forgive me the wrongs that I've done. I don't know what church you grow up, grew up in or what version of the Bible that you're reading. It may say something different. It may say something over the lines of debts or trespasses. Either way... Whatever the version that you're reading, Jesus is talking about sin today. He's talking about sin. So what is sin? It's anything that breaks God's law and separates us from him. That's what sin is. Sin is rooted in pride and idolatry. When it's rooted in pride, it says, I'll do it my way instead of surrendering to your way. The idolatry part says, I will worship what makes me happy instead of worshiping you. 
Today, we've got to line ourselves up with and realize all of us have fallen short. All of us have sin in our life. And with sin in our life, we become out of sync with God. So what do we have to do today to, be, to get back in sync with God? Today, you need to acknowledge your sin. You need to acknowledge the sin in your life, and you need to repent of it and ask forgiveness. Say, Jesus, please forgive me of my wrongs, for I fall short. Amen, church? Right, that's where we want to start. The cool thing about God is, is look what it says, Andy Stanley wrote this quote. It says, when, when man sinned, God opted for forgiveness rather than fairness. He opted for grace and mercy rather than justice. See, all of us together couldn't come up with enough of anything to, to pay for the debt that we owed God. You know what I'm saying? None of us could do it today. But because of the grace and the mercy of our God, he opted for grace and mercy and not justice and not what we deserved. Recently, this winter, I was pulled over. Anybody feel me? You've been there? You, you, I was pulled over. So I, I'm driving down Highway 30, and I'm coming from uh, the west part of town and coming into town. And if you get out to little, that little gas station, little USA, as you're coming up over the hill, you, know, you, you notice that the speed changes, right? It makes a change. If you have never been there, you're going to go for a Sunday drive today. And I'm driving in, and I'm talking with my friend. We're chit-chatting it up, and I come up the hill, and I come down the hill. I got momentum going. I'm not decelerating. No, we're cruising. Coming around the corner, Mr. Officer meets me. Before he even just gets to me, lights are already on. I'm like, I'm done. I, you just know it's you. And it's in that moment you can't be like, oh, what, what's going on? You just put on the blinker, and you pull over. You just, you just know, okay, here we go. So, hey, hey, man, can I ask my buddy, hey, can you get the license and registration out? Yeah, absolutely. Roll down the window. The officer comes up. He says, license and registration. He already knows that I'm speeding. It's not like, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? Duh. He knows I know. <laughs> Hand him license and registration. He goes away, runs my stuff, comes back, hands me my license and registration. And the first thing he says to me, do you know so-and-so? I was like, yeah, actually, I do. Oh, cool. Well, that, my, my mom hangs out with this person, and you have the same last name. And I was like, oh, cool, awesome. And then he's like, the other thing is, is I just want to thank you for being so compliant today. I was like, oh, awesome, man. And he's like, so today I'm going to let you off the hook. I'm going to give you a warning. Just want to let you know how fast you were going. I'm like, I know. Yeah, yeah you were going 66 in a 55. That was a $124 fine I could have given you. So my response is what? Oh, no, please give me the time. No, my response was, thank you, thank you, thank you, officer, thank you, Jesus. But something stood out to me in, his conversa- in our conversation of what he said to me. And hopefully you'll catch it. He asked me, do you know this person? And the question for you today is, do you know Jesus? Because Jesus is the mediator that takes the separation and that for you so that you no longer have to be separated between you and God. He, Jesus is the one who brings you in sync with God the Father. Amen? Amen. And so it's all about who you know. It's Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus today? Are you surrendered to him? Uh, Paul talks about how we should respond because of, our, because of our awesome God and what he's done through Jesus, and this is found in Ephesians, it says, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. I don't know about you or what you do when you get excited, but if you give like a jab and jig jab, and you're like, woo, yeah, or you need a dab for Jesus, I mean, this is a moment to get excited, you know what I'm saying? 
get excited. This is a moment like, yeah, what I deserve, way worse than a ticket. Hell, death, and the grave. My sin separates me from God. But because of his son, Jesus, I receive grace. I get let off the hook. That's good. It's so good. And I think really how we would respond instead of doing the little, woo, I think when we get before the Lord, we're just going to fall on our knees and be like, whoa, God, I'm so grateful. Like, I, I, words can't even express. We'll probably express it with tears of thankfulness. You know what I'm saying? Verse 7, he says, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he's purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Man, we don't deserve it, but he gives it freely through his grace and his mercy. So that I'm here to tell you today, no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus today is ready to extend grace and mercy to you. If you'll ask the Father, forgive me of my sins. That's where we got to start before we can do anything else today. So today, if you're seeking Jesus in a relationship, that's where you got to start today. You can acknowledge your sin. Because you need to remember, forgiveness flows down so it can always flow out. Forgiveness flows down from the Father so it can always flow out. So we're going to jump back and look at, our, at the passage in Matthew 6, verse 12. And then I've added some scripture. So forgive us the wrongs we've done as we forgive the wrongs that others have done to us. Verse 14, if you forgive others. Okay, right here. Are you ready? This is Jesus going, hey, if you didn't get it once, let me tell you one more time. It's kind of the PS to the end of the letter. Like, listen up! I'm speaking to you. If you miss this, it doesn't go well. And so verse 14, he says, if you forgive others the wrongs they have done to you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive the wrongs you've done. Oh, snap. All of us, okay, all of us felt good about coming to church. We're like, thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy for me. Now you want me to extend out grace and mercy to others? That's what it says. That's the hard part. That's not easy. That's work. That's dealing with difficulties and pain and real emotions and feelings. I get it. But we have to go there today, church. We have to recognize what Jesus is asking us to do. We have to go there. Because today, some of us are holding on to a grudge of unforgiveness against someone who wronged you, who hurt you, who disappointed you, they let you down, or they betrayed you. It was all fun. Now it's getting serious. Some of us in our life, we are holding on to things that are attached to us, and they're weighing us down, and they're holding us back, and they're, in chain, they're putting chains of bondage around us because we're holding on to a grudge of unforgiveness. The thing, though, is, is any time we talk about unforgiveness, it stirs up these emotions. It stirs up pain and real feelings that are involved. And when we talk about forgiveness, I can always feel it. There's a statement that I'm waiting for to come. Oftentimes when we talk about unforgiveness, somebody will, most often than not, somebody will bring up, but you don't understand what somebody did to me. Some of you today, it's, it's real. This unforgiveness inside of you, this grudge that you're holding is, is real and you wrestle with, but you don't understand, Nate, you don't know. 
You don't know what the pain that I'm going through. You don't know the scars that I have. And today I want to acknowledge that there is real pain in the house and even for those who are watching today. There's pain. I don't want to negate it. I don't want to move too quickly past it. And I want to acknowledge you're probably right. I don't know how you feel. I probably can't even comprehend. I've never been in your shoes. Only you have. But I do want to acknowledge this pain that some of you are feeling today. It might be from a friend lying to you or about you. Maybe you're holding on to to pain from a spouse being unfaithful to you. Someone let you down that you had admired and they promised you something but it didn't come through. Maybe someone didn't pay you but they stole from you. Someone used you for their selfish gain. When someone should have loved you and protected you, they abused you. Verbally, emotionally, physically, maybe even sexually. And you hold on to these scars that have happened from years and years or decades ago. And maybe you've been harboring and holding on to this pain of this feeling. And so today I want to just recognize the pain that you might be dealing with and holding on to. And so I want to ask us the question today, how do we forgive someone who's done something that's detestable, that's something that seems unforgivable? I think our natural tendency, I don't think I know our natural tendency, if you're anything like me, we want justice, we want to get even, we want to get back at them, we want to pray fiery coals of just, you know, like pain on somebody. Can we be real today? That's how I feel when I deal with, man, I got to deal with unforgiveness. I got to deal with the pain in my life. I'm not happy. It doesn't make me feel good. We want justice. And Jesus, back in the day, he he even dealt with what was being taught. There was a law that was being taught that says you should match whatever the punishment is of the injury. So you find it in the Bible, it says, but for an eye for an eye. So if you poke my eye, I get to poke your eye. If you punch out my tooth, I get to punch out your tooth. This was the natural day, and we find it in our culture today. Justice needs to be served. What you did to me, I need to do back to you. We find that. That's natural tendency of the sinful nature. But Jesus teaches something completely different found in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 44. It says, you've heard that it was said, love your friends, hate your enemies. It's easy for us, church, to love those who love us, right? Those who are nice to us treat us well. My mom always told me not to say the word hate because it was a strong word. It's easy for me to dislike somebody who doesn't dislike me or treat me well, right? Right? But Jesus is saying something, he says, love your friends, hate your enemies, but I now tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is actually teaching us how to pray. Pray for others who have persecuted you and hurt you. I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. I mean, some of us, we don't want to do it. But today, if you want to be able to forgive someone, you've got to be able to start praying for them. Because this is the key. When you pray for those who have hurt you, it doesn't mean that it's going to change their heart, but prayer always changes the heart of the person praying. It's not about them. It always starts with me. It's about you today. It's about your heart. God will deal with them, but all you can control is yourself. And so when you begin to pray for somebody, it begins to change your heart. My first pastoring position, I, took, I went to a church 
in eastern Nebraska, straight out of Bible school, and I saw that they were going to give me a salary package, and I was a poor guy, and I was like, this is great. Yes, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And I took this, this position, and I, and I showed up, and I'm working there for a month, and the first paycheck comes in, and I'm like, I'm not very smart at math, but I know those numbers will not, up over 12 months, end up to the salary that I was promised. So the first check comes. I think maybe they do math differently here at this church. <laughs> so the second paycheck came. Out of those up, nowhere close to what I was promised. The pastor was gone. He was on vacation. And so I asked one of the, the deacon team people in the church and, I, and the leadership, and I said, hey, can you help me understand what's going on here? Because, uh, you know, it, it's cool. It's whatever. Like, I just want to, you know, do what you want me to do. But I, I don't understand it. And he goes, oh, you, you, didn't, you didn't know? And I was like, I didn't know what? And they're like, oh, yeah. You know, after your first interview, we misquoted you, the, the salary package. And then you had a second interview. And then, and then you said you were going to come to the church. So we all thought that you knew about the change in the salary package. And I was like, I had no clue. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, let's just say it didn't work out very well for me. Because I'm immature. I'm, immature. I'm 23 years old. I'm going to tell you how it is. And so I just went after the pastor when he got back from vacation. Basically, I resigned, but really I got fired. <laughs> I was let go. And so I, I had to deal with that. And then I, I held on to a grudge towards this guy and, and and for, I had one month before my last Sunday, and, and I, I, I felt like the Lord said, you just stay where you're at. I had a heart for the community. I felt like the Lord, that's where the Lord wanted me to be. And, but there was just nothing was coming together because I needed to find a new place to live. I needed a job, all these things. But I just kept holding this bitterness and this grudge toward this guy. Every time I saw him, I just wanted to knock the smirk off his face. Honest? Okay, it's transparency. I know you feel that way too. I know you feel that way. It's good. Just don't do it. So I'm wrestling with this, and the Lord, speaks, the Lord speaks to me and says, Nate, I can't use you, and nor can I bless you if you hold on to that bitterness and anger and unforgiveness towards that guy. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So I wrestled for another week. Nate, I told you what to do. You need to forgive this guy. And it was a week after, a couple weeks after, I finally said, Lord, I forgive him. Just, I'm going to let it be what it's going to be. So I get a phone call and said, hey, Nate, just want to let you know. Um, just want to see if you want to stay in Lincoln. I've got an apartment that you can live in for free. Yeah, that will work. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll stay. My last Sunday, I walk, I'm done. I walk out of the church. I don't have a job. I, need to know, I know I need to go find a job. And somebody walks up to me. They'd heard one of the messages that I'd spoken in the, in the few months that I'd been there. And they'd heard that I did underground sprinklers all through high school and college. And the guy walks up to me that I didn't know very well, and he goes, oh, here's a business card. And he goes, oh, by the way, you start tomorrow. You can go work underground sprinklers. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I'm not saying that everything's just going to work out for you. I'm not promising that. But I am saying the Lord wants to bless you. And he, he wants to provide for you, but you are disconnected, out of sync, when you harbor unforgiveness towards somebody. God can't use you, and God can't bless you. It's just not in his nature. So you've got to surrender and lay that thing down. So we're talking about praying for them. How do we pray for them? This is how we pray. 
God, may they find forgiveness in you today. God, what he's done to me, God, I pray that you would forgive him. Because God, I want to be able, I forgive him today. Still to this day, I never got an apology. Does it matter? No, it doesn't change my response. It does not matter how he responds to me. It could be he could throw eggs at my car as he drives by my house today. It does not get to change how I respond to him. God, just bless him. God, forgive him. Pray that God would heal his heart and his hurt or she in your matter, whoever you're praying for. God, I pray that you would heal their heart and their hurt because guess what? Hurt people hurt people. So there's a hurt going on somewhere and God, only you can identify it and help them with that. Pray that they wouldn't do that, do what they did to you, to anybody else. God, protect any others that come in to relationship with him. That whatever they did to me, God, may they not do it to anyone else. And then the greatest prayer that all, of all that we can praise, Jesus, may you become their personal and Lord and Savior if they are not surrendered to you. Pray that they would come to know Jesus. Why can we do that? Because we have vertical relationship with God. We've ex- he's extended grace and mercy on us so that we can extend out grace and mercy to those that have hurt us. Amen, church? Here's a great quote right here. If you're still wrestling, forgiveness doesn't excuse someone's behavior. Some of you are wrestling like, oh, so I'm just supposed to excuse their behavior? Forgiveness prevents their behavior from destroying your heart. It's about you. It's about your heart. God cares about you and your heart. God will deal with them. Let God deal with you. Unforgiveness and bitterness is like a cell that holds you captive. I don't know if you were here the very first week. If not, Pastor Jeff did a wrap-up, and it was phenomenal. But it talked about how we are, some of us get stuck into a cell. We step ourselves into a cell. And, and that's what unforgiveness and bitterness is. It's like a cell that we cannot get free from. But unforgiveness is the key to set us free today. Forgiveness is the key that, wants to, that will set you free today, that will unlock your cell. So the, the choice is yours. Do you choose to get better or are you going to choose to get bitter? Listen to what Paul taught to the church in Colossians chapter 3. He said, be tolerant. You ever met somebody who just needed to be tolerated? Yeah. Somebody raised their hand. Like, that's, yes, I know. Maybe that's me. I don't know. But be tolerant with one another and forgive one another whenever any of you has a complaint against someone else. You must forgive one another just as the Lord has forgiven you. So today, how do you forgive someone? It's right here. In the same way Christ forgave you. You didn't forgive yourself. God forgave you in his power and his strength and his grace and his mercy. Today, you're not going to be able to forgive somebody in your own strength. Not going to happen. Not going to be able to forgive holistically the way that God's designed you to be able to forgive. You might forgive and say it, but then you don't forget. That's not true forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? You're harboring and holding on stuff. You might as well go on, I forgive. Oh, let me jump right back into my cell. Let me out. Total forgiveness is only going to come through the Father today. It's only going to come through the Father today, through his help, through his strength. The other thing is, is when we, when we don't forgive others and we go, Jesus, forgive me, but I'm not going to forgive Don't think for a moment that someone else's sin against you is greater than your sin against God. That's a powerful statement. Don't think for a moment that someone else's sin against you is greater than your sin against God. Both of them equally break God's heart. 
Your sin today separates you. It breaks God's heart. When somebody does something to you, it breaks God's heart. When you don't forgive them, it breaks God's heart equally. Today, we need to run to him in our brokenness and our weakness. His power can be made perfect in us when we do that today. Realize today your brokenness today. Realize your pain and your unforgiveness and the grudge. Today, you can truly experience freedom if you'll ask the Lord to help you forgive. Today, if some of you are here and, you, and, you, and you're listening and you feel like the wound of pain is just too fresh, if you're hearing me say, forgive, and you're going, Nate, that sounds cruel to think that I can even forgive. It's too fresh. This is where I want to encourage you to start. Just start here. Pray and thank the Lord for his forgiveness for you and just say, Lord, would you help me? God, today I receive your grace and mercy today. But God, help me. This is going to be hard. Just start there today. The thing, the thing though, to remember is when we allow unforgiveness to go undealt with, it separates us from being in sync with God. So if you're today, it feels fresh and you feel like, I don't know if I can forgive. I'm just telling you, if you let that root of bitterness get settled in, it's gonna be hard to rip out and it's just gonna continue to separate you and separate you from, from God. I was reading this week in a, in a, of a story of a mature woman who often attended a church just like ours. And for a long time, she would come and come to church, but she wouldn't experience the presence of God. She's like, I don't experience the presence of God. I don't feel him. An altar call comes down and, and a pastor prays for her and the pastor begins to pray for her and he, he hears the Lord say to her, there's a disconnect. She's, with, she's withholding forgiveness to somebody. So the pastor says to the, to the lady, uh, ma'am, um, I've been praying for you and I, I hear the Lord saying that there's a disconnect. You're, you're harboring unforgiveness towards somebody. And her response was, but you don't understand what he did to me. And he said, yeah, you're right. I don't know what he did to you. But the Lord is saying, will you forgive? And she's like, I don't know if I can forgive my dead husband for what he did to me. And the pastor just prayed and said, you know, today, if you want to feel the presence of God, you're going to have to forgive your husband and lay it down. And that was in that moment that she said, you know what, Father, help me. Father, help me forgive my husband for what he did to me. And it was in that moment that she experienced the presence of God. Today, I'm promising you today, the Father wants to meet you where you're at. He's not wanting to withhold his presence from you today. He wants to lavish his love and his grace and mercy on you. But sometimes we choose to go, you know what? I'm not gonna let them win. I'm not gonna let them, you know, just, I'm not just gonna negate what they did. Today, I wanna encourage you to say, devil, no, not today. Tell the devil, no, not today. When you, when you have those thoughts of like, they're gonna win. No, in reality, you lose. You lose when you hold on to this unforgiveness. They're not winning and you're not winning either. You're losing. You're losing when you're, you're harboring this unforgiveness. When the enemy says you're just letting them off the, look, or off the hook, you can look at the enemy and go, yep, you're correct. I get to let them off the hook because what Jesus did for me, he let me off the hook. Today, 
don't let the lie of the enemy go, oh, just come on, keep holding on to that. Today, if, with God's help, if you're able, lay it down. Be able to forgive. Be able to let it go today. Today, we all need forgiveness. Vertically and horizontally. Maybe this week you need to go to somebody. Maybe you need to reach out to somebody. Maybe you don't need to tell anybody. Maybe you just need to say, Jesus, help me to forgive. Whatever it is we need to do, our God is willing and able to help us forgive today. Amen, church? So today, would you stand with me as I pray? Jesus, today we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins that sets us free, God. No longer do we have to walk in chains and in bondage. God, we didn't do anything to earn it. We don't deserve it. But God, you, you freely gave your son Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And so Lord Jesus, we're thankful for that. And we also read in your word that it says to forgive those who have wronged us. So Lord, we need your help today. God, there's real pain and hurt and destruction that's happened in lives today. And Lord Jesus, today we want to walk out victorious. We, we don't want to be bound by the cell of bitterness and unforgiveness today. God, would you help us to be set free? Help us to forgive. Help us to walk in truth and in your light and in your spirit. God, today, may you transform us and change us today. May we leave differently than we came because of your presence that met us here. Lord, today we surrender to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Let's worship, church.